I went for a second opinion to Will Zai Institute because I said, I don't believe the DNA test. I want a second DNA test. I went for a second opinion, which of course everybody thought was nuts. I received both diagnoses in writing. And when they read them to me, I said, let me have them. I took the papers, I tore them up. And I said, throw the papers away, and I don't want to talk about LHON again. Episode 74. This is a powerful episode. And I don't... I don't throw it around very lightly. This is powerful. This is one that the pharmaceutical industries do not want to listen to. This is one the government does not want to listen to. And in my interview, I actually told Vicky DeRosa that it's a good thing that I don't get thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of listeners because they would cancel me right away and, and her as well. So <laughs> there's, there's a positive in all of this that uh, my show isn't as big as Joe Rogan. Vicky DeRosa is one superstar. She is amazing. And she woke up in August of 2004 blind and cured herself. Her son as well, they have this rare disease that's called LHON, which causes you to lose your eyesight. Both her son's DNA for this disease also came back positive. The son went blind she cured him in 24 hours but there's more to that she had a tumor she i mean this girl is is amazing and we should all take a little page out of her book and give us tips on really how to live life vicky DeRosa, episode 74 here we go thanks for the time Oh, my pleasure. I I, uh, I love chatting with you, and I especially love chatting about health and wellness and all of the above. Health and wellness. You know what I was thinking the other day is uh, I haven't had a soda in a while. When's the last time you had a soda? A soda? Gosh, I don't even remember my... <laughs> No, I'm literally being serious. A soda, I would have to, now I'm really going to date myself. I would have to say it's been at the very least 40 years. 40 years? I, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> even get you for 40 years old. <laughs> oh, now I really like you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> now, were, was that how you were brought up? Uh, you know, it's interesting. I was, I don't know what made me, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, well, I was doing something, I was having a serious talk about disease. And I mean, I hate to, I hate to even bring this up, but th but this is, this is what, this is what was going on. Mm -hmm. I, I was having a, I was giving a talk on cancer and I was, I was thinking about my family members and I have, I have a great grandmother who lived to 103 I have a great aunt who lived to 98. I have a grandmother who lived to 105. And then I was sharing the story and my mother and father died young. One of my grandmothers died young. And when I was thinking about her, I remembered how amazing she thought Coca-Cola and Pepsi were. I remember being a child in Greece where people didn't really, it wasn't the norm to drink Coke or Pepsi. It was sort of a, you know, um, a novel thing. And it sort of almost meant prestige, if that, like to have American Pepsi in Greece. And so I remembered her thinking it was so fun to have Pepsi or Coke every day. And she, she died young. I mean, you know, what I consider to be young. She was in her mid sixties. That's your mother? And she, that was my grandmother. Grandmother. But my mother also passed young, 72. Hmm. And so, you know, it's kind of interesting when I look at, you know, I share all these stories because I do so much public speaking and I talk about wellness, I talk about illness. And, you know, sometimes when you, you know, and, and the thing is, Mike, it's so hard, right? Because sometimes things just happen. Like, you know, we breathe air that is not exactly the cleanest, uh, you know, there are issues everywhere and sometimes things are just going to happen. So there's no black and white, right? But still, you know, what I preach is let's just work as hard as we can towards wellness and let's just do the best we can as far as we know. 
and then um, that at least like like if you're going down the path where you know all the stuff you're ingesting is garbage well then you're kind of like okay I'm just like you know throwing my hands up but I feel like if we're a little bit diligent about it we've got a little bit of a better shot well I think you got a better shot if you're born and raised in it too like I, I don't remember ever 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 going to school or for lunch or when my mom picked me up we would ever drive through a drive-thru ever like that never ever happened and so sometimes I would see kids get uh for lunch their parents would come and drop McDonald's off for them for lunch and I'd look at them like oh my god a hamburger a happy meal wow for lunch and it's how you're brought up it's like what you're indoctrinated with because if you are used to something, especially as a kid growing up, to drinking Pepsi, to going to McDonald's every day, to have an ice cream after every dinner, to having snacks, to having candy, to having chip, you're, that's how you're going to be until maybe one day you wake up with uh, diabetes or a cancer or something else that's going to finally wake your ass up or high blood pressure or cholesterol. I think you need a freak out moment to where you realize, wait a second, this isn't how I'm supposed to treat my body. This isn't the way it's supposed to be, but it's tough. You know what else is tough, Vicky, is you go through the aisles at the grocery store and you think you're buying something that's healthy, but it's got a bunch of loaded garbage in it. So how do you get away from that? I mean, it, it's so hard. And I, I think, I think what makes me, uh, at least, you know, people say that I'm pretty relatable. I've I've been on both sides, Mike. Like there was a period of time when I was a teenager, I'll tell you, uh, where I rebelled. Um, and I I there was a quite a long time where my lunch consisted of a bag of potato chips and a chocolate ice cream. And and that was literally my lunch and I loved it. And so, so the reason why I share that is because I didn't always do things perfectly. But for some reason from very young and I mean young, you know, when I was in college, 19. Oh, well, no, here's exactly what happened. I got married when I was very young. I was 19. I was a sophomore in college. When I was a senior in college, I got pregnant with my first child. And because I felt so young and so alone, like I didn't have any family nearby, I was determined to do it right. And I was determined to to find out everything I could. And I remember going to the doctor and saying, oh, you know, is there anything that I can, is there anything I should be eating? Is there, you know, I was 20 years old. I, I mean, sorry, 22. I was 22 when I, when I first got pregnant, 23 when I had my child. So I'm, you know, this young 22 year old still in college and not having any place to turn. And the doctor looks at me and says, oh, just make sure you take your prenatals. And I walked out of the doctor's office and I thought, oh my God, there has to be more. That's so gross. Well, That's the, so gross. Well, and, you know, and the thing is, and remember this is like, a, I mean, this was, this is a while ago. This, you know, my, my youngest son was born in 1987. Uh, my oldest, sorry, my oldest son was born in 1987, my youngest in 89. And so it was many years ago. And I mean, not that that much has changed, but I went to the library. I went to the library. I checked out about 35, 40 books on pregnancy and food and health and eating well. And that was what really put me on the path of health and wellness. Because I, all of a sudden, I started reading these books and I started reading about preservatives and what they do to the baby. And I went into my kitchen and I had stuff in my kitchen that I had to throw away. I thought, and this is why, you know, these days when we work with people and we work with so many different companies and so many different employees of these companies, and they all say the same thing. Oh, don't, you know, I'm pretty healthy. Don't worry. Well, that's how I was. I had granola in my kitchen, you know, not, I'm not saying that granola is bad, but I had all these like healthy, I had muesli cereal, I had all sorts of things in my kitchen. When I started to read the ingredients, I had to throw them out. And that was really what set me on this course of pretty serious health. And so, yeah, you mentioned the, the, the supermarket. We've had major contracts with some of the supermarkets in this country. And it's so tough because we sit with these employees of these supermarkets that we're supposed to get healthy. And they say to us, you know, they say to me and our dietitians, 
how do we know what's healthy? Like we walk down the aisles and we expect that whatever's on the aisles is going to be good for us. Like it's a, it's a normal expectation, right? Well, you know, you know what's funny, Vicky, is think about this for a second. Think about the first thing you see when you walk into a supermarket. You want to take a guess? The first thing that you see when you walk into a supermarket is probably candy. Well, that, but it's fruits and it's flowers. So, oh, right. Well, I mean, that's that's where my head went because yes, that's the first portion. But uh, but so why would you mention? Uh, so now I'm confused. That is the first thing you see. So I guess that's not supposed to be attractive. Is that what well, you mean? It's actually making you feel good about the grocery store. So it's like, oh, fruits, oh, flowers, yeah. beautiful. Okay, let me go yeah. down this aisle here where you mentioned granola. Yeah. You think you're eating something great in granola, right? I guarantee you there are five chemicals in that garbage ass little bag. Uh, you know, that little stupid plastic little thing that you're eating. And it's the other problem is, is there's chemicals in this country that are in most of our foods that we're buying, but they are banned in other countries. Why? What? I don't know. I, Mike, did you see? Did you have we didn't I didn't ask you this. Did you happen to see my TED talk? I did. Do you know that that is actually so if you see my TED talk, that's actually the second version. Mm -hmm. I was actually. um I don't even know if I should say this. Uh, I was prevented from mentioning certain things that I, were in the first version. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say this, but that's the thing. <laughs> oh, so this, the talk you see is the second version. I, I had to pretty it up, as they said. Mm. And, and it's because of that, because it, when, we, when we as a country, we as a people in America realize that there's so much that is harmful i mean it gets that's the thing is it it, it it's overwhelming unless you have i mean this is why we've had so much success with people because we guide people and get them to a place where it's you know it's easier uh it's not so overwhelming but imagine imagine if you just grabbed a random person in the supermarket and said do you have any idea you should not buy anything down this aisle they won't have a clue what you're talking about and it because and it's and it gets overwhelming and that's I have so much compassion for people who are in that space because we've lived it. People, you know, the employees that we've worked with and all the individuals that we've worked with over the years will say, well, how do I know? And so, yeah, it, it, is, it does take a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of knowledge. And then once you get that knowledge and that wisdom and you're armed with it, I mean, it's so much easier. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong. There are fruits that I see 12 months out of the year, the entire year, the same fruit I see. That doesn't mean that that fruit is in season, right? Exactly. Which means exactly. they're shooting that thing up with who knows what, right? That's right. Oh That's right. Gosh. I mean, we really should be buying in season. We re And again, you know, all the things that I tout are so hard. I try to be um, not so extreme. But yeah, I mean, if we really, really wanted to do it right, there's so many rules we would have to follow. And so what I say to people is just do the, just do some, do a little bit, do the best you can, because nobody's ever going to, you know, somebody asked me about a microwave the other day. Somebody asked me about, you know, some other stuff that like, you know, Teflon pans. Look, there's a lot that we should be careful about, but there also has to be a balance. You can't, if you try to go to the other extreme, you're going to get overwhelmed when you talk about fruits in season and things like that, I mean, yeah, there is that. But for me, when, when I'm talking to somebody, I say, just, just start, just make a slight shift. Just start to start to read ingredients, start to know what you're really consuming, start to eat whole. So, so I guess that's why I'm saying that about the fruits in season, like, Shoot, Mike, I would just prefer that somebody eat a fruit out of season than eat something in yeah, a plastic bag. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And I was going to mention that. It's always still <laughs> probably the better alternative than what you're eating yes. out of a plastic bag. Exactly. But you look, I mentioned this maybe 10 times on uh, different episodes. They call it a healthcare system. It's absolute bullshit because it's called the sick care system. And this is how it's done. The pharmaceutical industry is an absolute giant and yes. uh, i would get canceled if enough people would listen to me 
<laughs> this is the positive of not a lot of people listening to this episode of the show is that they won't listen to this, so I won't get canceled. So it's great. So it's they want us to be sick because that's how they stay in business. They want us to have get cancer so they can keep building cancer facilities. I mean, it's it's blatant and it's obvious and it's 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 really sickening. You know, I, I don't I'm, I'm not sure how much you know about me, Mike. You, you know, I actually was diagnosed with a tumor last year. No, that I healed. Did not know that. Yeah, I so I have the serious issue of you know being blind for two years from 2004 to 2006. But then last year, that's why I say nobody's going to do it perfectly, and we can't always assume that just because we know a lot about health that it's not going to happen. I'm yeah. I was in Greece. I was finishing my book, and um, I was diagnosed with what the doctor said was a tumor the size of an orange, and so. Thank God that I know, I mean, uh, we have been doing these programs for ages, you know, where we go into people's homes with a chef and a dietitian, and, you know, I set up the program and then I check on, you know, on a weekly basis for the program usually runs about three months. But, so I went to work on myself and I healed myself. What we ended up doing, because I'm trying to find ways, Mike, you know, there's so much. That's the other thing, right? We haven't even talked about this. That's the other thing. Good information, uh, uh, knowledge, good programs, they're so expensive. They're so, and, and I get it. Like our, you know, our company with some of our contracts have been very expensive. So, so good information is expensive. So after that happened to me, uh, our team and I actually sat down and we did a whole video series on what I used to heal myself just so we could capture it, we could have it, and then I could build something that I could hand over to people in a very inexpensive way. But yeah, it happened to me, Mike. Where can people find Where, that? Oh, on, on our on, on our website, on Vicky DeRosa store. VickyDeRosaStore.com? Yeah, it's Vicky V I C K Y D E R O S A store. Okay, we'll, we'll link that up in the show notes. Thank that, you. That's quite that's great. That Thank is, you. Yeah, absolutely. That's quite amazing. Now, how did you know the steps to get there to to beat the cancer? You know, Mike, we've um, we've been over a decade at least. We've been doing a program to heal cancer on people uh, all over the world. And I started probably about 15 years ago developing my own program. And what ended up happening was, you know, companies would just hear about us. And so they would send an employee or doctors would send a patient that was supposedly terminal. So we started to work with them and we realized uh, very quickly that the program worked. And so I developed this three-month program and, you know, we go in and, and we help people in their home. But the thing is, Mike, and this is what I'm saying, and I'm I'm guilty of this, but there's no other way to do it. It's expensive, right? It's expensive, it, it, you know, to hire our company and to have a chef and a dietitian and somebody to check on you for three months in your home. Yes, that gets pricey. And so my latest mission, all of my efforts right now are geared towards what can I do to get this information out? in the most inexpensive way as possible. And so this is what happened. I think you I, I think I think you know about the challenge we did a few weeks ago, but I did it totally for free. And you know, we've set up this course as a result of the challenge, it became so popular. We had within two weeks, we had twenty two hundred people that had signed up for this challenge, which was in in, in the, the most overwhelming, incredible thing. And so we realized very quickly that people wanted this and so we took you know and we're still in the midst of doing it we start this course that starts on june 6th and it's a three-month course and people on it you know i've made it as inexpensive as we possibly can it's 333 per month but people will get information people will either be able to get healthy learn how to eat clean uh, lose weight and that's the thing that i'm trying to say like my my latest mission is this. How do we get all this information out there? How do we tell people, okay, no, it's not these ingredients. It's not this bag. It's not this cereal. It's this, you know, it's not this kind of bread. It's this. 
And so that's that's my latest, I mean, that's my biggest thing right now is trying to get as much information. And you know what ended up happening, Mike? I mean, the book that I was finishing last year is called Live Like You Are Dying. And the reason for that is because I believe that happiness comes when you live as if you are dying. When you live as if you only have 30 days left, you only have three months left, when you truly live that way, you are on mission, you are happier, you are doing what you love, and you're taking care of your body. And so last year, when, uh, when I had this significant issue with the tumor, I, I asked myself, what would I do if I literally, if this was the end of my life, what would I want to do? Sorry, I'm getting kind of emotional thinking about that. That was a really tough time last year. But, but that's what ended up happening. I thought, what, what, okay, this is going on. What, what is it that I want to leave? If I'm truly leaving now, like, what, do I, what is my legacy? And that's what ended up happening, Mike. Now I'm on a mission to get as much information out there in the most inexpensive way that I can. Damn, I love that. Live like you are dying. And and look, if you don't die within the 30 days, uh, do the course again. Live for another 30 days. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I love that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Damn. Exactly. Like, yeah, okay, my 30 days expired. I'm still here. Okay, I got another 30. But, it, but, it, but if you think about it, it leads, like, you know, I ended up being on an island. I was in Mykonos for four months finishing the book. And people would ask me what I was writing. And, you know, I couldn't eat out. I couldn't drink out. The only thing that I could ever have is a bottle of water. I could order a Greek coffee once in a while. But I was so, the program was so serious that I was doing on myself. That was all I could do. So I would sit out in a cafe writing or something. And people would would notice that I was just busily, like, you know, writing for hours and hours. And they would say, what are you working on? And I'd talk about the book. And they would say, wow, like, I want to do that. And I'd say, start now. Start, live as if you are dying. You will figure out your purpose. You will want to feel good while you're here. So you'll, you'll get pretty serious about your health. You'll talk only to the people you want to talk to. You'll see only the people you want to see. It changes your life. Yeah, big time. You know what else? Uh, a lot of us are not grateful for a lot of things. And that will turn really quick you will start to be really grateful for a lot of things in your life if you've got that mentality. Mike, if I can just share one thing, this is, I talk about this all the time and I work with so many people, uh, you know, through seminars and workshops these days. And I say to them, when you open your eyes in the morning before moving, take both your hands, put them on your heart and say, thank you. And say, go go through your day before. And truly, I don't tell people, look, I believe in God. Uh, but whatever people want to do, mm-hmm. they can thank the universe. They can thank their angels, whatever. what Wherever they feel that they, you know, wherever, whatever is comfortable. But just be in gratitude, holding your heart. Just have your hands on your heart, both hands on your heart. And just say, and whatever it is, thank you that I had three beautiful meals. Thank you that I got to see my friend, you know, run through the day before. It only takes five minutes, but it'll start your day off. Right. I like that. Very good. Um, so Vicki, what would you call yourself? Like what, what is your profession? What do you do? (laughs) Well, well, my, my, you know, what, what, (laughs) that's a great question. I don't know that many people ask me that. So I am my technically I am the CEO of V Well Health, a health and wellness company. Uh, I am a public speaker. I um, am now, you know, writing books. So I guess you know, author. I'm not. What would I call myself? I would call myself. I would call myself a student. That's what I would call myself because I believe when you are learning, and you are growing. You are living. Hmm. The program that you're putting together, that three-month program, is that over Zoom or is that in person? So everything will be over Zoom. And then what I have committed to do is do a live once a week to do Q&A. So the live will actually be a couple hours every week. And then people can also see the recording of it. But that'll enable everybody in the program to ask their question. And the, the beautiful thing about health, 
this course is going to combine health, you know, the, the program that we've done for over a decade in hospitals, but then it's going to take, we took the book that I finished last year and we combined it with this program. So it'll be health and wellness combined with emotional health. And so we'll be doing a lot of, um, we'll be doing a lot of emotional work. Mm -hmm. And so the beautiful thing about all that work is, you know, say we have a hundred people on this Q and A, well, if 10 people have an opportunity to ask a question, pretty much everybody's question is going to get answered. I want to get back to your to your tumor, and then I want to get to when you woke up uh, nearly blind. Uh, the tumor, where was the tumor? It was close to my heart. Wow. And did you have any chemotherapy? No. So what did the doctor say? What did the doctor tell you? Oh, he thought I was nuts. My, yeah. I mean, I can say this, you know, with you on, on this call today, right? Uh, but the doctor, when, you know, and I, look, I went in because I knew there was something very serious and I just needed to know what I was dealing with. But he, I, I ended up, I was in, so the, the pain started when I was in Athens. The, the pain was excruciating. And so I, I knew it was serious. And then when I got, I continued on my plan. I got to the island and I immediately went to a doctor. And when he told me what was going on, he said, you need to get right back to Athens now. And I said, I'm, I'm good. I'll deal with it. And he just, he basically said, I, you're wrong. And this is not something that, you know, you need to take care of this right away. You, you, you know, I believe that all disease is curable. And look, I'm not saying that, you know, of course, some people pass from a disease. So I believe you give it your all. There are ways to cure. And yeah, and sometimes we don't. And sometimes it's not meant to be. And whatever, you know, I don't want to, you know, that's a whole spiritual discussion, you know. But I knew I was going to do my best uh, with all the knowledge that I have. And I was going to try my hardest. And I don't, I think if, and I hope I can say this to you. But I think if chemo, not I think, I, I believe if chemo and radiation is going to cure you, then holistic wellness is going to cure you faster. Mm -hmm. Listen, uh, Vicky, you know more than I do. We've got too many geniuses around not only this country, but in the world. You cannot tell me that there has not been a cure for cancer. Okay. My opinion oh, of this is if there is a cure, guess what? Money no longer gets donated to then build these quote unquote cure centers. Okay. And chemotherapy then goes away and you don't have to, uh, you don't have to come in whatever it is once a week, once every other week to get therapy, uh, insurance money, you know, slides goes away. I mean, I just, that, that's it's how a I see monster it. business. Yep. It's a monster business. Yep. It's a mega business. It, it, it is, it's a, it's big business, Mike. Yeah. It's big business. How did your parents die? Cancer. Mm, both of them. Both of them. And did they die immediately? Did they go through chemotherapy? You know, this is, this is truly the, uh, this is very difficult for me to talk about, but the saddest thing is, so my mother was diagnosed with it was it was pretty serious, Mike. Uh, lung cancer, uh, brain tumor, and so I immediately started her on a program, and she was doing magnificent. And the doctors, you know, she also believed very strongly in conventional medicine, so she did go to the doctors, and they kept testing her, and she was like, oh, you know, and the doctors would say, you know, because I was working very closely with her at the time, the doctors would say, oh, you know, yes, okay, okay, so it's looking good, okay. Well, about a year later, the doctors. Uh, and and this and so now she was on the west coast. I was at on the east coast at the time. And this is what happened. I called her up one day, and she didn't sound right. She sounded like she had a very bad cold. There was a lot of phlegm. And I said, "What is what is going on?" And she said, "Oh, I just have a cold." And I said, "No, no, 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 no. What what has happened?" And she said, "Oh." She said, well, you know, the doctor said, yes, you had you had healed me. Whatever you did worked. But now to really make sure that I'm healed to do radiation. So mm. they convinced her to do 40 rounds of radiation. Uh, and she died soon after that. Oh, my gosh. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, complications due to the radiation, obviously. Um, it was quite an ordeal. I flew out to where she was, and I ended up. Um, at that point, it was just too late. I I tried to do everything I knew to do, and it was just too late at that point. So I ended up sleeping in the hospital room with her for uh, almost forty days. Wow. But the complications from the radiation are basically what what killed her. Sorry to hear it. How about your father? He passed very young. You know, it's um, uh, he was only sixty-five from pancreatic cancer. Hmm. I'm gonna go on VickyDeRosaStore.com and and see the story and how how are you were able to cure your own cancer. But can you give me a tease, kind of like, kind of take me through as to how it could be done, or how you do it? Yeah, and, you know, it's um, and and this is, and I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you this because we've all of a sudden been so overwhelmed with the interest that happened as a result of this "Live Like You Were Dying" challenge. You know, we had everything set up with, you know, we've we've done so much work with hospitals and large companies with their employees because wellness is such a big deal that we didn't really have a lot of programs set up for the individual, but that's what we're working on now. And so just even in this last week, we're getting so many inquiries from people with cancer. And so as soon as I can't, I can't do it right now, but probably it'll be available. I I don't know. I don't want to say a date, but I'm going to work on a, on a written program, maybe some kind of a a short ebook that people can order really inexpensive just to get, you know, and again, not medical advice, because I want to be very clear that I, I'm not trying to give medical advice. This is just my frame of reference, my experience with having healed cancer so many times and other people. But we're going to get that out there. But in the meantime, what I can say to you is I do believe that if you say someone is diagnosed with, you know, whatever, some type of cancer, they have to immediately make a shift into a place where uh, they eat clean, they take out all the chemicals, they remove all the artificial sweeteners, they watch the pesticides, they begin to eat fruits and vegetables, they, they do a lot of juices, um, they consider doing enemas, and then there's also a lot of herbs that will help. So it's basically just moving into a place where you basically are detoxing from the garbage that's been going in and putting in only clean food and herbs. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to like dwindle it down so into, good. you know, because you asked me a serious question. I want to make sure that I answer it. It's, you know, and again, that's the thing, right? Like it's work. It's work, Mike. It's work. Why is it so easy? Why do people turn to chemo and radiation? Well, well, because it's not work, Mike. Right? Like if if you've got a, a doctor, which every everyone trusts, and some of my best friends are physicians. So you know, the the problem with physicians, and this is what I say to people, physicians are fabulous. And look, if I break a leg, I'm going to the hospital. I'm not putting oregano oil mm-hmm. on it. <laughs> so I do believe in conventional medicine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, physicians are not trained in nutrition. They're not trained in herbs. They're not trained in herbal medicine. So, you know, if a physician looks at you, which we all trust, and says, okay, you have XYZ cancer, Mr. So-and-so, uh, let's start chemo next week. You'll come in and you'll pick up your pill. Well, Mike, it's a lot easier to take a pill than for all of a sudden Vicky DeRosa to say, okay, look, now we're going to start doing this soup and now we're going to do 10 juices a day and now we're going to do enemas and you can't have any more Coke and you're going to have water. That's work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And so thank God that sometimes, many times people trust us and say, yeah, I want to go this route so that I live a beautiful, harmonious life where I feel great because believe me, the chemo is going to tear up your body. Mm-hmm. It is going to tear up your body, and and the, so that that's the issue, right? The chemo might cure this cancer, and then you'll end, you know, five years later, you've got another issue. You know what's beautiful about your program? You don't have to start it when you get cancer. That's right. It's that's a right. preventative and I, and I maintenance. Say that's, yes, yes, right. Yes, thank you, Mike. I mean, that's the thing that that's I beg people to just start on our program because look. I ended up getting something, Mike, which I, which totally shocked me, but I also, but I healed myself and I was healed very quickly and I was healed a hundred percent. 
Yeah, let's talk about that. You you woke sure. up one morning, I think it was 2003? So it was 2004 with the blindness, right? Yep. Mean, yeah, sometimes when I think about some of the things I've been through. Uh, it was August of 2004, and I woke up blind. And the thing is, my eyesight was perfect. So I uh, I literally thought that I just needed glasses. I had no idea it was serious. No idea. I said to people, oh, I have to get to the optometrist so I can get glasses cause I, because I can't see. Okay, but prior to that, you had 20-20 vision? Perfect vision. Did you have any laser eye surgery? Nothing. Did, nothing. did you wear no, any my contacts? my was perfect. Contacts? No, no, my Okay. Perfect eyesight. Okay. Perfect eyesight. So you wake up this August 2004 morning and you are just seeing blurry? So I wake up and I'm sort of seeing really blurry, but I can make it around the house. I can make it down the stairs. And I'm like, God, you know, I just, it sounds so weird to explain, but when you're, when you're really, really optimistic and then combine that with perfect eyesight before. And you know that, you know, I was 39, I was close to 40. Mm -hmm. And you're, and so all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm turning 40. Gosh, I guess I just need glasses. So the impact didn't really hit me. So I'm trying to move around the house and I'm like, I'm trying to pick up my newspapers because I'm, you know, I'm used to reading newspapers and I'm sitting there with my breakfast and I was married at the time. And so I said to my husband, oh, look at these papers like, you know, what is wrong with these papers? There's nothing that everything's blurry. Everything's blurry. I just kept saying that everything's blurry. I hadn't realized how bad I was. I don't know if my mind just took over and did not allow me to get into that anxious place. So when I was diagnosed, they diagnosed me with what they called one foot blurry because from my face to a foot away, I could see dark shadows moving in front of me, but at the distance of a foot, everything was black. Mm. So, yeah. And, you know, I mean, it, it took a while to diagnose. They thought I had a brain tumor. They kept, they kept saying, they, they kept thinking that there was a, because I was so healthy mm. in every other way. So they kept thinking it was a brain tumor that was just not showing up. They kept putting me, I went through so many MRIs, Mike. And then finally, this doctor in New York, um, who, had, who was, you know, published author, he, went, he was renowned all over the world for being able to diagnose, you know, rare diseases. I, uh, he just, he, I was in his office for about six hours going through all the tests. And he just flat out said, if it's what I think it is, you will be blind forever. And I said, well, uh, let's just wait. And he says, well, the DNA test will take like three weeks, but, you know, I'm pretty sure. And I said, oh, you know, and of course, I just, I tuned him out, Mike. I don't, uh, yeah, I tuned him out. I, I literally did. The DNA came back in three weeks? Yes, and it was positive. Now, what's the disease called? It's called LHON. Lieber's hereditary optic neuropathy, and it's a children's disease. And there's three, three different types of this disease. And I was diagnosed with the most severe, which is which causes instant blindness. It's one out of every. How many people get this? I don't know. And uh, I'm gonna I, now. This is gonna sound very. I don't know. I don't know how this will sound to you or to anybody else. When this happened, everybody wanted to do all sorts of research, uh, including my husband at the time, family members, doctors I knew, eye doctors I knew. And Mike, I received the call from the doctor. I went for a second opinion to Will Zai Institute because I said, I don't believe the DNA test. I want a second DNA test. I went for a second opinion, which of course everybody thought was nuts. I received both diagnoses in writing, and when they read them to me, I said, let me have them. I took the papers, I tore them up, mm. and I said, throw the papers away, and I don't want to talk about LHON again. And I decided to tell myself that this was a diagnosis, and it was going to be cured, and the diagnosis did not mean that you know, and so I'm very careful, even when I speak about it in public these days, I say what I was diagnosed with. I don't claim this. 
Mm. Um, I think the mind is such a powerful thing, Mike, that I, the way you decide to embrace something or not embrace it, they told me that I needed to be put in a blind hospital so that I could manage my blindness and learn how to live as a blind person for the rest of my life. And they wanted to bring me in all these computer programs and learn Braille. And I said no to all of it. The blind foundation showed up and I politely said to them, please, I don't need your help in my house. They wanted to rearrange my home, my kitchen. And I said, nothing will be changed. Nothing. Wow. I refused disability. They wanted, at the time, I would have gotten maximum disability because of where my income was. And, they, you know, it's so hard to, it sounds a little bit strange to certain people, but I remember the social worker who wanted to work with me. She came back after I had regained most of my eyesight. And she said, I just want to interview you because I don't really understand how you did this. And I want to know, are we, in your opinion, harming people? And I said, no, you're not. Many people need you. I did not. And so it really depends on where somebody's at. I was not in a place where I was giving into this blindness for the rest of my life. But some somebody else, it depends. They might really need you. So no, your job is amazing and keep doing it. But for me, you would have hurt me. And according to them and the doctor, there's there was no cure for this. No, this actually, this disease, uh, this affects the optic nerves. So my optic nerves were damaged, were torn. And so they said, and it's true, if you look it up, optic nerves do not regenerate, and mine have. So there's no explanation for it. My son, my oldest son, in 2009, he has, he was, he, so his, it's such a long story. I'm sorry. I'm going to make this really quick. I, I can up. talk to you for four hours. So just yeah, take your time. <laughs> I'm serious, man. This is well, like. He had, to, he had, he was driving. He had to stop in the middle of the road. He, he went blind and he was 21 years old at the time. This is actually a children's disease. It affects children and, um, and adults, young adults in their early twenties. And he was blind. And so they went to pick him up. Uh, within 24 hours, Mike, I had healed him. And the doctors could not believe it. Again, we went to Will's Institute. They had him in for nine hours testing him. And they looked at us and said, his DNA results are going to come back positive for sure. And he will be blind in a matter of weeks. This disease does not just go away. Well, he was healed in 2009 within 24 hours. And thank God he is still healed today. Oh, my goodness. But he does listen to me when it comes to health, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, you raised your children, um, like, how? Like, were, were, did, were they able to have ice cream as a kid? Like, how, how did you raise them? I mean, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I joked about my, when I was a teenager, there were, there was quite a bit of time where I ate potato chips and chocolate ice cream. And I have to say, it's my... That's my jam. I still love potato chips and I still love ice cream. But my sons, on the other hand, I raised them pretty healthy. Mm -hmm. They they used to complain and say that we were only we were the only household in the neighborhood. Um, well, the way they said it was, we're the only house in the world without white bread. So you know, <laughs> and, and they and and they would say, you know, we're the only place that doesn't have a snack drawer or a snack cabinet. You know, and I would hear their friends come over. And they would say, where's your snack cabinet? Where's the snack pantry? And they would say, oh, we have we have like dried fruit. We have nuts. We have fruit, you know, and they would. And so they realized they were slightly different. And they would say things like, we don't have a snack drawer. We don't have a snack cabinet. And so, yeah, I did raise them. I did raise them pretty healthy. Yeah, you um, do. It's right there. Raw, know, raw right. fruits There's, and vegetables. See those, see those bananas? That's right. Exploited. Exactly. <laughs> How are they today? How are they? Are they successful? Well, what are that's they doing? The thing is they, yeah. you know, they're they are. Yeah, they were both they were both diagnosed with um, because then when that happened to my oldest son, uh, we were all right there at Will's Institute. They insisted both of my sons get tested. Uh, it came back positive for both of them. But thank God they are great and they're also they're also pretty healthy. So your one boy went blind cured 24 hours how about the other one my youngest he has worn glasses since he was about 10 
and he's i don't think his i don't think his prescription has ever been changed it's interesting somebody asked me this the other day if his prescription just gets stronger but so he wears glasses like many people but his i don't i don't know that his prescriptions ever been changed so he and he also wears contacts wow but he never had he yeah okay so if somebody is has you know is going through the same thing that you went through in terms of this disease uh they can reach out to you and i'll just be frank and honest i've got a friend and his mom okay. is uh he she woke up with kind of the same thing and they just call it like a stroke in the eye and um, yeah. yeah i mean is this something that they can reach out to you and you can help Yes. So I look, I don't say no to anybody, Mike. Um, the only thing that I say is we're working so much right now to create these programs so we, so that we can help a lot of people instead of just helping, you know, 10 or 100. Um, we're trying to help a lot at the same time. So the only thing that I say is, you know, like I'll give you so they can reach out to the company and it's info at vwellhealth.com. And I see every email that comes to info, you know, our team gets it to me, but to just be a little bit patient with me, I, you know, just give me more than a few hours. Sometimes people send emails and then they'll send a second or a third and say, I haven't heard from Vicki. So I do, I don't say no to anybody. My, I'm still in this place and I hope to God I always will be. I don't say no to helping anybody. If somebody finds me, I find a way to help them. You said info yeah, at? It's info, info, I-N-F-O at V, V like victory, W E L L H E A L T H com info at V well health.com. Cool. We'll add that to the show notes as well. So today back to the, your, your blindness, you, it took about two years for you to cure it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 100% back? Are you 2020 vision today? So it's not, no, it's not 100%. It's kind of interesting. Um, it, this is, this is kind of, this is an interesting story. It's not 100%, Mike. I, I cannot read small print. Um, and so I have these, I have these incredible little magnifiers that I use to read small print. Um, so I guess because the nerves were so badly damaged when I regained most of my sight, I get it didn't it's it didn't go a hundred percent. Now that said, uh, do I believe it'll be a hundred percent one day? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Still yeah. striving towards that. But if the worst thing that ha you know, if I can't read small print, then that's okay too. It's my excuse to not work too hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my my eyes are tired. I'm going to bed. <laughs> my eyes are tired. Leave me alone. Yeah, Back off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, how, where did you get this uh, fighter mentality from? I'm, I'm assuming you are Greek, right? So I'm half half Greek. My, so I'm considered Greek American. My father was American of Swedish and Dutch descent, and my mother 100% Greek. So I'm half Greek, uh -huh. half Swedish and Dutch, but you know, Greek American. But I was pretty much born and raised in Europe. I mm -hmm. came to the U.S. When I was 19. It's hard to find the attitude, the the positive attitude from folks, especially when somebody tells you that you're going blind. And what I found growing up is when somebody tells you something, your initial reaction is everything. So if you went in there and started crying and pouting and saying, why me, why me? You probably would have been blind today. But because you your initial reaction was, I'm going to rip these papers and this is not true. I am not blind. I'm not going to go blind. I'm going to cure myself. Your vision is, is good today. Yeah. I mean, Mike, when doctors who like, you know, eye specialists who know about LHON, when they meet me and they find out that I have the most severe type of LHON, they look at me and they say, you? And then I go, yeah. And they're like, that's impossible. I'm like, well, no, I'm standing right here in front of you, and it's very possible. Hmm. You, you know, it's, I'll, this is, this is, this is what I. So a lot of people believe that I cured my son. Uh, my son believes that I cured him, but I'll, I'll tell you this much: he cured himself. And the reason why I say that is, they went to pick him up. He was in college in Philadelphia at the time. He was going to Temple University, and they picked him up, they brought him home. And so his girlfriend was on one side, his brother was on the other side. And they walked him into my house and I gave him a hug. And he's hugging me and he says, 
mom, don't cry. And I said, no, it's okay. And he says, mom, don't cry. He says, you will heal me the way you healed yourself. And I said, I don't know, Raymond. And he said, I know. So his belief, initially he had belief. Instantly he believed. So the power of the mind will do miraculous things if you allow it to. Sometimes I'll meet people who they're so consumed about health and what they're eating, but their mind is not right and their heart is not right. And so it doesn't matter what you're doing as far as your health. If your heart and mind are not right, you're not going to be well. Yeah, it's so true. The mind is so powerful. Can can You can steer any direction with the mind. Yes. How did you get through COVID? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very grateful for COVID. You know why? Because it led me here. Because before COVID, uh, we did a tremendous amount of work with companies um, and hospitals. And I would travel around the country and, you know, our contracts with all these companies would involve, you know, my speaking once a week, my doing seminars, in-person, you know, in, uh, on-site seminars, that sort of thing. All of a sudden, COVID happens and I can't speak. And all of a sudden, COVID happens and our company, you know, can't really do these contracts. And I and, and I love connecting with people. I love being able to get in front of, uh, you know, 100 people, 1,000 people, five, whatever it is, and just giving them information. And so because of COVID, I ended up getting out and doing programs like this, like the Live Like You Were Dying, or I got more involved in social media. I started to do um seminars on you know right online i started to do seminars on zoom and so i'm very grateful because it caused me to shift into this place where i can now reach people instead of just reaching companies you're eating i want to know how you eat i want to know what's for breakfast what's for lunch what's for dinner and what are your <laughs> snacks <laughs> give it to me now so <laughs> So to date, I still do not do, you know, and, and the reason why I say this is because I don't, I, I say, you know, one never knows. I, I have not, you know, succumbed to Botox and all those things because I just don't, not yet. I don't know if I ever will, but I don't, I also don't say never, never. But I will say that eating red peppers and carrots every single day as a snack will be the best anti-aging cream that you can ever you know, the, the anti-aging industry is a billion-dollar industry. And if people just ate one red pepper and about three or four carrots every single day, their face would be beautiful, their skin would be amazing, and their, their skin would glow. So that, that's my, that's my anti-aging. So that's my oh, snack. That's okay. my snack. But, that, you know, my way of leading into that snack was it's not what we put on our skin. It's what we put inside our bodies. And so I, I, live, I do live mostly a vegan life. I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting. I think we all eat way too much. I can eat a big meal because I, I can be a big eater. I love food. But what I, when I mean, when I say too much, I mean, we live in a society where we're eating all the time and the body needs a break. And so I am a big fan of intermittent fasting. I'm a big fan of leaving hours between meals and shutting off your eating at you know, 6 or 7 p.m. and not eating again until the next day, at whatever, 10, 11. I always have, you know, water first thing when I wake up. I'll have a bowl of fruit for breakfast. Um, and then my first meal is usually at 12. And I'll have some kind of, um, you know, some kind of either, whether it's something really fibrous, like, you know, whether it, I have these things that are called paximadia in Greek. They're like these hard... Hard to explain, but basically some kind of, I'll do some kind of grain with some kind of nut butter. So whether it's, you know, an Ezekiel toast or this Paximadia that I call in Greek, I go to the Greek store to get them, but I'll do some kind of um, that with some nut butter and honey on top. I'm a big fan of honey. You know, that's the thing. Like, there's so many myths out there, Mike. Like, people are afraid to eat honey, but they'll have a Diet Coke. Mm. People are afraid to eat, you know, Ezekiel bread, but they'll have, you know, uh, low-fat granola. Like, it's, just, it's, it's all so insane. Sometimes it's so insane, right? But so I eat honey every single day, uh, good quality honey. I make sure I eat it every day. And then I eat nuts every day. I eat beans every day. Um, I, will, I will make sure that I have a salad and I'll put, like, lentils or, or chickpeas on it. 
Um, I'll make sure to have, you know, veggies with, again, I mean, grains, grains, quinoa, millet, amaranth, farro. You know, people are doing these keto diets and, you know, no, no grains. Well, yeah, the keto diet will get you to lose weight in six months, but a keto diet will not sustain good health for 50 years. I can tell you that. I tried the keto diet for about four days. My heart was pounding out of my chest. Yes, yes. 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 That's why I say fad diets. Yes. All these programs, they'll work. People go, oh, I lost 30 pounds. And I'm like, great. Try to do it for 50 years and see what happens to your health. It's a lifestyle. Vicki, at the end of the day, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. You know, these diet programs and all this stuff, I guarantee you, you'll be right back to where you were going because your mindset isn't there. Your mindset is, I want to lose 30 pounds for my wedding. That's in four months, right? After your wedding, you're going to be right back to where you were. Yes. I would like to I would like to share this with you because you asked me about the food and the way that I eat. We started this we started this private community. Um and the best I was told that the best thing that we could do and so our team did this. We started a Facebook group and it's called Live Like You Are Dying. And you have to be a, approved to get in. So it's, you know, it, it, you, have, you know, I don't know how that works. I don't, I'm not good with all the social media, Mike, but so I guess you have to like apply and then mm-hmm. somebody approves. So it's a private group mm-hmm. and you, you know, you get, you get let in, but I talk about food there. I talk about, I show my meals. Uh, I talk about snacks. I talk about red peppers and what they do to your skin. Um, I talk about emotional wellness. So I give a whole lot of free information there. Okay, great. Uh, bread, I stay away from bread. I don't eat much bread, but sometimes I do crave it. Do you think, uh, would you say the Ezekiel bread is is the healthiest? Yeah, Ezekiel bread really is okay. It really is okay. Ezekiel bread, there's, there's a cinnamon raisin Ezekiel bread. There's a sesame Ezekiel bread. And if somebody is craving bread, that's a great option. It's a great option. You know how magnificent is... Uh, a piece of Ezekiel bread toasted with some walnut butter or hazelnut butter with a little bit of honey on top. Mm. I mean, does life get any better, Mike? With, with, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you, you you forgot the bananas. You chop up some bananas on there. <laughs> right. Right. Oh. That's, what so my, that's what my son eats for breakfast. Oh, so One of my good. sons eats Ezekiel bread with almond butter. And then he'll put sliced banana on top of that and drizzle a little bit of so honey. honey. That's, that's his it. daily breakfast. That's yeah. that's me sometimes too, man. That is so delicious. I'm a, I'm is a, that an Elvis Presley sandwich? Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. It is an Elvis Presley sandwich. Um, we knew Elvis Presley was somewhat healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the I'm a water geek, like a water geek. I, I'm serious about my water. I'm curious, what kind of water you drink? So I I use a I use a filter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I think tap water can get a little dangerous. I think that bottled water can get a little dangerous. So I filter my own. I can send you the link to the company that I like. I, I have no affiliation to them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, is it a reverse osmosis or just? No, it's filter. just a. It's called the Berkey. Okay. Um, and you know, it's not. I mean, it's cheap considering, like you know what. Some of these systems cost, but I think that the container costs something like 400. But but it'll you know you buy the filters and it's at the, uh, and at the end of the day it's a good option because it's not really as expensive as buying bottled water, but the initial cost seems a bit high. But mm-hmm. but it's better than bottle. You know I I, I just have this this thing about yeah you're right. Water is something to be careful of. Uh, and people don't realize it. I mean, I somebody handed me a bottle of water the other day, and I took a couple sips, and I threw it out. Yep. And it just it there was something yep. funky in it. I'm telling you, and you know what? I feel bougie, and I hate it because I'm not a bougie yeah. guy. You know? I and, know. And it's like I know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm so sorry. I know people there's around the, the the world that are would love this water, but I I just can't drink it. I'm sorry. Like I I'm a spring yeah. water guy. I gotta have spring yes. water. Spring water is yes. so vital and important for your body, right? So that's yes. where I keep it. And so when I yeah, when something like purified comes at me and I'm drinking like some Nestle something and <laughs> mm-hmm. ah, okay. no, yeah. I mean think about it. Look, they're selling Dasani water bottles in playgrounds. Mm. 
the Sony's horrible. I mean, doesn't that make you... Uh, well, ugh. that and, and the marketing aspect. Like, essential water is one of the worst waters you can drink. But look, the Kardashians drink it, so it's got to be good. And it's got a beautiful label um, on it, so it's got to be good, you know? And all the celebrities are drinking it, and it's cool to hold and drink. And That's why, you know what, Mike, I'm not doing... I, I get, you know, we have, we have actually grown quite a bit on... Um, you know, we started TikTok last year just because I wanted to get my message out. And so last, I think it was last May, we started on TikTok and there's, it's a decent following. It's like 60,000 or no, I think it's like 65, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I get, I get bombarded now with brands and I won't do it, Mike. I won't do it. You, you know what we decided to do? And, and it's because I'm so concerned about what goes in things. We're not there yet, but I decided just a short while ago that we were going to do this just because of everyone who's reaching out to me where there's a detox drink that I've been making for over a decade since 2009. That, that was how I healed my son. The detox drink that I made for him in 2009, I'm taking it now and putting it into tinctures. So in about two months, we're going to have all these tinctures available. And the first three we're starting out with is one is for healing disease. So, you know, I hate to say the C word, but that's what it'll be for. I mean, that's what I used on myself. The second one will be for brain. Everyone, so many mm. people have a family member who has dementia. So the second one will be for brain. And then the third one will be for inflammation and detox. Whoa. So there will be three, in about two months, we'll have them all available on the website. And as inexpensive as possible, Mike. Like that's the thing, like the, the detox drink that I used to heal my son in 2009 it's very pricey, you know, it, it's, we've been making it in these mason jars. And so a few months ago, I was like, I have to figure out a way to get these done and out there so that everyone can afford these. And that's, and that's where we're at. So I'm gonna, you, you asked me about COVID, Mike. I'm so grateful to COVID because it caused this in, huge shift in our business. Those are going to be at VickyDeRosaStore.com soon, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I'm, I'm assuming you're marketing all of this stuff on your Instagram as well? Uh, we, we will be. We will be. Nothing is really on Instagram and TikTok yet. Uh, this, so as we speak, Vicky DeRosa store is uh, being finished. So these tinctures will be up there. Uh, it's, either, it's either today or Monday. So, yes, so the course will be on the store, some of these um, programs that I'm talking about, and yes, the, the three new tinctures will be up there. Okay, man, we've got a lot of stuff to link up here. <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the Instagram? Where can they find you there? It's Vicky V. Well, so V-I-C-K-Y V. Well. Okay. One word, Vicky V. Well. Perfect. Great. We will link that up as well. Is there anything else? I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, this, the health kick for me is uh, I'm really passionate about it. I, I like it. It's fun because people don't realize that what you're putting in your gut is really for your brain and for your mental health and it makes you feel good. And people just, they just don't seem to realize that. And they sometimes wake up in the mornings and don't feel good or they go to bed at night and they can't sleep or they're, they're depressed or anxious. And a lot of that has to do with what you're putting in your body. And, um, uh, this conversation is, is honestly, it's one of my favorites. Oh, thank you. No, this, thank this, you. this was amazing. And, and I appreciate it. Love to have you back sometime and, and talk about some other Anytime, stuff. Anytime, Mike, I love talking with you. I love talking with you. Uh, I, I loved your energy. So anytime, anytime, believe me, I, since COVID, this is my, this is my mission. And especially what happened to me last year, Mike, and I was forced to ask myself, what was my legacy? What would I leave? And it, what I would leave is all this information that's in my head. I am now in this place where I'm trying to get everything out of my head to everybody else as cheap as I can. That's truly the bottom line. Man, she's so awesome. She's so awesome. I can easily sit down with her for hours and talk about health and wellness. Wow. She really is amazing. Um, I, I'm going to have her on multiple times. That's a guess that you have on multiple times because uh, we can all use this stuff. And, you know, especially the positive energy you put on a, you bring people like this on to just make you feel good. 
and hopefully that carries momentum for for all of us so all the information that we discuss on this episode are all in the show links uh go there support her i hope you guys enjoyed the episode i really do and i want to thank you for making me a part of your day i'm going to add a few different segments onto this platform one is news be like seven to ten minutes of just news stuff that kind of keeps us up to date as to what's happening and also i'm going to share some short stories about myself and some experiences that i've had in my life i'm pretty tight-lipped with stuff i'm a private person i don't like telling people a lot of things in my life but there are stories there are stories that are really cool there are stories that have helped me there are stories that if they help me maybe it's going to help somebody else so i you know the older you get the more you realize that you shouldn't take that stuff with you, right? You should spread it out and let people know about it because you could, you know, affect a life. And so that's what I'm going to do. And it's not, I'm not boasting story. These aren't me showing off and the boasting. It's none of that stuff. It's just stuff where you just kind of, you know, take a step forward and grow some coconuts and do something about your life. So I thought I had a few of those moments. Uh, As time goes by, hopefully I'll think of some more. So far, I've got about four short stories that I'm going to share with you guys. That'll be, again, it's going to be a three to five minute episode. Be cool, quick, your drive to work. Hopefully it will put a smile on your face and uh, we'll take it from there. Hopefully you guys enjoy those. Hopefully you enjoyed this one as well. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day. It means a lot to me. And if you can, if you could take five minutes of your time, and go on Apple Podcasts and put a review on there on Spotify. If you give me a five-star on Spotify, it helps the algorithm and all the geeks. That's how this works, right? The geeks then uh, put you in this little uh, area where then people can find you easier. And I'm not, uh, you know, this isn't uh, NPR. I don't have anybody here promoting the show besides you guys listening to it constantly, consistently, all the time, and all your awesome feedback. So I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for making me a part of your day. Until next time, folks, I am Mike Gabriel. No wasted days. Let's go.